Welcome back, everyone. J-Bone here for Smash This Podcast. Welcome, everyone. It's late on a Monday night. <clears throat> Wanted to get to this a little earlier, but, well, you know how it goes. Doesn't always happen that way. But for those who show up for this, thank you very much. I greatly appreciate it, as always. Hope everyone had a nice Easter weekend for those that practice. <clears throat> and if you don't, I still hope you had a nice weekend. We had a lovely little get-together. Um, and it was, it was really f- funny. I'm going to talk about it just for a minute. <clears throat> so we had we had like 10 people in our house. And that's, you know, we, we haven't had 10 people in our house in like almost a year and a half now. This is, you know, this is, we're talking going back pre-COVID. We're talking, we're talking, we're talking Thanksgiving 2019, pretty much. Um. Or was it Christmas? Must have been actually. It probably was Christmas. Anyways, so we had my kids, Morgan and Eric. We had uh, my my daughter's boyfriend with her. We had the two couples on my wife's side, her daughter, and oh, that's right, he didn't show up. <clears throat> was under the weather uh, and her son and, and his wife. So we had, so we had about 10 people in the house and I'll tell you what was so funny about it is we got all of us together first time in well over a year, almost a year and a half. And everybody was just dead quiet. And our family is not quiet. Our family is fairly conservative. We're not like, you know, but still talkative. And everybody just didn't say a damn word. The first, like, good half hour. People just walked in, stood there. We're putting out the rest of the food. So we had not that, you know, we are a bunch of alcoholics or anything. We, <laughs> I haven't drank in well over six months. But it basically took cracking open a bunch of wines for everybody to get start talking. Well, the, the adults at least. Uh, <laughs> so that was funny. So four bottles of wine and champagne later, um, yeah, we were well into well into our conversations. So, uh, <laughs> but that just shows you what this pandemic is. Like, even though we were happy to be together, it was still like that, that awkwardness. It was just, you know, but we were, yeah, like we were still insanely thankful to be together safely, healthy. You know, we, 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 we made it through a little over the calendar year of all this BS going on, uh, considering so many didn't, you know, so we were, we were thankful for that. So we had a lovely Easter dinner and, uh, and I, I hope you all had a safe weekend as well. So, all right, just wanted to talk about that for a minute. Cause it was really a funny part of this past weekend. Mark's in here styles. What is up? <clears throat> Come on in, sit down. We're going to talk some AEW elevation. But before we do that, we're going to get into some news. And and, before we even do that, you know what we do. We get into the whole smashing of the like button, smashing of the sub button. Ring that bell for notifications. If you're watching over on the Twitch, you can cheer bits. You can sub. You can gift subs. You can do all that lovely stuff that the J-Bone loves here on smash this podcast <clears throat> i know styles i know the thumbs down oh it's just it's hilarious it's a thing it's a thing 
you know, I'm sitting here, I'm, I'm talking about the lovely Easter weekend I had and the, and the, the, and the, the thumbs down just explode. <clears throat> Where's the love? Where is the love for j -Bone? It certainly isn't here. Smash that thumbs up. We got to counter the hate tonight on this Monday night. But before we get into everything, folks, let's talk a little bit of news. I saw some really interesting things, some really interesting things over the last uh, 24 to, you know, over the weekend, you know, I wasn't covering stuff. I wasn't live. And uh, early this morning, I saw some stuff. So let's, let's talk some news and then we'll get into tonight's AEW uh, elevation, if you will. Maestro, hit my music. Jiminy Christmas. That's right. Uh, it's time uh, for the J-Bone News. Uh, <laughs> Searching for my fake wrestling news. All right. Man, who's... Look, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I watched uh, Coming to America, you know, last night. So that just uh, inspired me. A little bit of the old school goofiness coming out of me. That was... Uh... By the way, you know, screw the haters. I love that movie. Coming to America too. Loved it. <clears throat> Wolf <laughs> Zach Bonifer says Wolfman Swinger. No, that no man. Then I'd be talking like this. No, no, it's it's that uh, I was trying to horribly imitate that uh, that preacher man that that they brought back from the first one some thirty years later. So, <laughs> oh my goodness! All right, so let's let's talk. Let's talk about, sorry, my, my stream yard's like freaking out here. Give me a second. Give me a second. All right. We're good. We're good. All right. <clears throat> so let's talk some, uh, this is the only WWE news we're going to hit you tonight. We're not covering raw at all. Nope, nope, nope. But like I've said before, jokingly, um, The um, the Hall of Fame is interesting, <clears throat> inter and it's it's more interesting to me than WrestleMania itself. It's crazy. So, found out within the last twenty four hours or so that Ozzy Osbourne, no, not Ozzy. Pawsborn, not my cat, but Ozzy Osbourne, the Prince of Darkness, one of the godfathers of modern metal, if you will. Ozzy Osbourne is going in this year's Hall of Fame. Crazy. Just crazy. Um, and I'm I'm okay with it. I mean, he's been on WWE television uh, here and there over the years. He was a part of, was it WrestleMania? I want to say WrestleMania 2. Was it 2 or 3? I think it was 2. He, he came out with Captain Lou Albano and the, and the British Bulldogs. Which... <laughs> I mean, I was so little back then. I was like, oh, who's this crazy looking dude? I had no clue who Ozzy was. <laughs> it, wrestled, it was WrestleMania 2, says Zach Bonifer. Thank you. So, and uh, he uh, he hosted, I think he hosted Raw once, and he also performed on a SmackDown or something, somewhere like 15, 20 years ago, something like that. I don't know. But, um, so yeah, he's been on there a few times. I, I think a lot of people were shocked, and uh, this isn't me picking on it. I I don't really care. I, I love Ozzy, so whatever. Um, I think some people were a little surprised that uh, 
Lemmy has not gone in yet. You know, and and or Motorhead, you know, considering the connection, the close connection with one of the top guys in the WWE. So hey, whatever it, it is, what it is. Um, so um, it'll be interesting to see if. Uh, yeah, I don't even know if he's in England. If if he's actually going to be part of the ceremony, are they, are they flying him in? Is he going to accept from his couch and? In the UK, I, I have no idea. I really don't. Um, but I am interested. I guess it's going to air Tuesday night. Uh, now, I'll be doing the throwback tomorrow night. So that will have to wait for me personally till either <laughs> super late Tuesday or or Wednesday or whenever later in the week. It's all, it's all pre-taped. There's no crowd. It's not live. So it's, it it is what it is. It is what it is. Um, I've noticed that Batista is not going to be there. He's probably going to be back next year when the crowd can be there. Um, So, but I, I'm a little confused that they just like took him off of the house. They took him out of the hall of fame because he couldn't make it. So it's like, so they're like, okay, well, you're, you're not going in then we'll, we'll, we'll bring it back another year and then we'll put you in. It's just, I mean, it's, it's all this, you know, COVID stuff has just messed up everything. So it's just kind of, kind of weird. Oh yes. Thank you for the reminder, Mark. We have a author and and he's a couple different things, but, but mainly I know cause he's, Doing a book on classic TNA Impact Wrestling history. Uh, Michael Cavazzini, if I mispronounce that, I am horribly sorry. Uh, (laughs) Michael is going to appear tomorrow night as a guest on the throwback. Um, Hey, I don't have to introduce them, so all I have to do is say hi. So, I'm not worried. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, uh, so yeah, Ozzy going in the Hall of Fame. Uh, what else? Oh yes, um, Steve Macklin. I'm pretty sure I didn't mispronounce that one. Steve Macklin, aka the former WWE Steve Cutler. Put out an interesting little promo today on the Twitter box. Saying that uh, he's got 30 days left on his uh, 90-day no-compete clause. So it slowly pans. It's kind of a dimly lit, grungy-looking room. There's a bunch of papers on a desk. You can't really read them. There's a bottle of Jameson and a little glass. He pours himself some some Jameson, takes a shot, puts it on the puts it on the table. He's got his feet kicked up. And he's got a pretty serious look on his face. So, we'll we'll see We'll see where he shows up in 30 days or somewhere around there. Cause I don't think, I think the only thing coming up in exactly 30 days, I got to see exactly what it falls on. If it's a, a Tuesday or, well, it wouldn't be a Tuesday. <laughs> well, actually it could be, I mean, NWA is on Tuesday. Uh, AEW dynamites on Wednesday impacts on Thursday. So, but anyways, it's going to be the, the what the first week of May, because it's we're in the first week of April. Holy crap, this year's flying. Um. So yeah, sound off in the chat. Let me know. Uh, where you want to see him? And there's no wrong answer. I mean, I I think he'd probably fit pretty good in with his uh, significant other. The two time. Impact Wrestling Knockouts current ladies champion. Uh <clears throat> Diana Perrazzo. Are, are they are they married or are they just 
together. I, I don't know. <clears throat> Bill's boy says Cinco de Mayo, Jebon. Ah, got you. Got you. All right. Well, if your Steiner math is correct, then Cinco de Mayo it is. Um, let's see that. That is on a, let's see here. Let's look at the old calendar de Jebon. That is a Wednesday. So the earliest you can show up anywhere is, you know, Wednesday or, or Thursday the 6th, I guess. Um, you know, depending on what his plans are, of course. You know, <clears throat> so, so yeah, let me, uh, let me know where uh, you want him to show up. Do you want him to show up with uh, Deano Perrazzo, uh, his uh, his better half? Do you want him to show up in AEW? Do you want him to maybe go across some deep blue waters and end up in New Japan someday? Who knows? Maybe he doesn't show up anywhere in 30 days. Maybe he just sits and chills for a bit. Some people do that. Who knows? We'll see. So, now, um, Mark says, I know nothing about him. You know, I really can't say I know much about him either because I wasn't paying attention to his stuff in NXT when he was, uh, I, I believe he was a tag team champion. I, th I think they were for a short amount of time, you know, and then they brought, got brought up to the uh, main roster and uh, the, the forgotten sons were pretty much forgotten. <laughs> so what, what are you going to do? Um, so yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure plenty of people saw some matches of his and I'm sure he's got some stuff out, out, out there on the interwebs. You can go look up his stuff. But beyond that, I really don't know anything about him, but I'm, I'm very curious, certainly very curious, you know. Um, we'll, we'll see where he lands. Um, now, this last piece of news, before we jump into AEW Dark Elevation, episode number four discussion. This is quite interesting. Now, this comes from the pages of ringsidenews.com um, so this came out earlier today the headline reads interesting movement in possible lucha underground revival now, for those that have been following me for a while, though, I covered almost every single episode of Lucha Underground when it was around its four seasons. Then, a few years ago, <clears throat> it became defunct. No longer existing. Muerte, if you will. Um, so... According to, I'm reading straight from the article here. According to recent trademark filings, two separate trademarks have been registered that are very interesting. Lucha Libre, FMV, filed two trademarks for Lucha Underground on March 31st. <clears throat> they are the original producers of the El Rey series, along with Fa uh, factor f factor made factory i don't know i think this is misspelled factory made ventures triple a and robert rodriguez another trademark was filed for the logo and name for ovw now that's just really confusing um <clears throat> so as i previously reported there was some talk with Kurt Bauer and Conan about reviving Lucha Underground concept for MLW, that idea could still be in the cards. But this uh, this sounds like it's something completely different. This is actually it's actually sounds like it's from the original entertainment company that used to own it. Um, 
what's the the problem was it became a battle in Hollywood for all the all the chips or something. It just it got lost in Hollywood. That's the problem that happened to it. That's why it's not around anymore. So, <clears throat> um, but now there is no more L Ray Network. So obviously that's not going to happen. So somebody is doing something with the Lucha Underground name. So, and that's all the details <clears throat> I have. And so this, this kind of, this kind of inspired me to do something. I think what I'm going to do is somewhere down the road, depending on how soon we get some more information on this, I might do just a special on Lucha Underground, <clears throat> you know, the, the reboot, the possible reboot, if you will. You know, what could happen. Um, just some different, uh, you know, topics thrown around regarding Lucha Underground. So look for that in the near future. Um, because, damn, I, I miss that show. I really do. It was so good. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, <laughs> there's a name I haven't heard in a while. <laughs> Critical Sting says El Mariachi Loco. Gonna get that title. Uh, Buckshot Kid says, Doesn't Lucha Underground still have some episodes left in the can? No, I don't believe so. I don't believe so. Um, I don't think there was anything left on the uh, director's or printer's floor, whatever they call that. But I'm messing up that expression horribly. I apologize. Um, the cutting room floor, I guess is what they say. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, there is an Azteca underground website connected with MLW. Um, yes, Bell's boy. Yeah, MLW has been talking about a mysterious benefactor that's fronting uh, MLW manager Selena De La Renta on a storyline that's also invo uh, involving the La Parca boys and yeah, Mil Muertes. Yeah, Cause he's there. Um, he's one of their champions. It's not the champ. I think that I still think that's still fought too. So who knows, you know, what's all involving this, you know, is, is MLW working with OVW? Um, I, I have no idea what's, what's going on. Is AAA buying everything? Something, I don't know. But, you know, I'll I'll get into more of that in a later date, and I'll kind of break down my thoughts on everything and what could possibly happen. Maybe we'll do a little fantasy booking, you know, and um, we'll, get, uh, we'll get crazy with it. Why not? So, but I will absolutely be keeping an eye out on this because there have been a few little things lately. Um about lucha underground popping up here and there so so stick around for that i'll be covering that i'll be watching for that very closely <clears throat> also go check out the uh mats masks and mayhem uh podcast because i think they've got a little little inside info too they've had some interesting conversations with some interesting people lately like uh like Conan and Vampiro. I'm going to be updating my ears on those very soon. <clears throat> so, <laughs> Bell's Boy says Jeremiah Crane versus Sammy Callahan in a Texas tornado match. <laughs> Wait, so him versus himself? <laughs> For those of you that don't know, Jeremiah Crane was Sammy, Sammy Callahan's character in Lucha Underground. That was great. Great stuff. Love that. He was primo in there. Um, and no, I don't mean primo cologne. All right. Let's dive into some AEW uh, Dark Elevation number four. <clears throat> so we start out here with someone who I was really... <clears throat> excited to see again bill collier versus uh hangman adam page 
Now, Bill didn't have quite as long of a match this time. I'm not sure why. I feel like he had an even longer match with uh, Moxley last week. But uh, no complaints, really. I mean, it was still a, a decent showing. Certainly a different style match because Mox is very different than Hangman Adam Page. Uh, Hangman Adam Page comes out with a win here. <clears throat> but um, but as far as what I'm seeing so far from Bill, I'm, I'm digging it. I'm digging it. I mean, his first two matches in these, uh, these, in his debut, um, uh, I think it's all right. It's all right. Um, we got Dean Alexander and Carly Bravo. Now this is the first time I'm seeing these guys, uh, nightmare family students. Now these are not part of the bunch that jumped Cody. That's one thing I definitely wanted to point out about these guys. <clears throat> They're just some flag bearing guys, uh, you know, like all Americans, all American Americans. Oh no, that's something different. That's, that's a different guy in the roster. Uh, <laughs> we, oh, sorry. No, we won't do that. <laughs> uh, Dean Alexander and Carly Bravo, versus the Varsity Blondes, uh, Griff Garrison, and Brian Pillman Jr. And they are 5-1 and one going into this. So they are, are they're having a pretty good 2021 so far as a tag team. They've, uh, they've eaten plenty of boots, and it seems like they're starting to make a little headway in their AEW career. So that's good to see. I also want to congratulate Griff Garrison. I believe he is recently engaged to a lovely young lady. So congrats. Love is in the air, if you will. Um, but yeah, Varsity Blondes get the win here. Not too much to say about uh, Dean Alexander and Carly Bravo. It was a pretty quick match. This this first hour went pretty quick with these matches. Um the second, uh, the second hour was much better, I gotta say. So I don't know if that's gonna be like the usual thing going through this. That the first hour kind of goes kind of quick with these matches, and the second hour is a little more standout-ish with uh, like more like big name talents. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. You know, this is still. I'm still new at covering this their their dark series have uh really evolved over the last year and a half or so and this is certainly a new one <clears throat> buckshot kid asks any relation to john e bravo no no i would highly doubt it <laughs> wait do you mean the cartoon or wait never mind all right so Next, we got the Pink Dream, Alex uh, Gracia versus Dr. Britt Baker with uh, Rebel, still on crutches. I'm, I'm not sure why she's on crutches, but she's still on crutches. Um, I call this one a squish because Dr. Britt Baker's promo was longer than the match itself. She conned her into doing uh, one of those old school collegiate starts where the one person starts on the hands and knees and uh, get your mind out of the gutter. We're talking about collegiate wrestling here. And then the other person starts with the arm around the waist and the other hand, other hand on the arm. And then, you know, the ref blows the whistle and then they, and then they start. Well, as soon as they started the match, actually, with Britt Baker on the bottom and uh, Alex Garcia on the uh, the top position, I guess. I don't know. My terminology is all over the place with the old school wrestling stuff. But she basically flipped her over and, and got her in her, uh, you know, submission, mandible, you know, submission and... Um, and, and it was over in like 10 seconds, not even. So 
this this one I call the squish. Not really much else to say about this, other than I, I got to say that Dr. Britt Baker's promo skills have been really improving lately. I know there's all sorts of different opinions about them. Either there's not a lot of gray. You either love her or you hate her, and I, I like her as a heel. I feel like she's really grown as a heel, and her in-ring talent since she's come back uh, healthy has been pretty damn good as well. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of people talking about her ever since that match that she had with uh, Thunder Rosa, even though she lost, you know, it was still a critically acclaimed, if you will, match. So... (laughs) So, uh, but yeah. She's uh, she's certainly gotten better, in my in my professional podcasting opinion. All right, next we got Danny Limelight versus number ten, Preston Vance, uh, who's uh, having also a, a really good year. He's nine and one. He's he's having a hell of a year. Um, he takes out Danny Limelight with a full Nelson. Danny Lamelight, uh, lame, <laughs> not not lame light. My my bad. <laughs> oh, don't tell me I'm the only one that's ever done that before. Uh, Danny Limelight, <laughs> Jimmy Christmas. Danny Limelight uh, certainly proved one thing to me here: that he is tough, giving up a serious size difference to a bigger guy like uh, number 10, Preston Vance of the Dark Order. So, uh, yeah, he takes out Danny Limelight with a full Nelson, bringing his uh, earnings or winnings, whatever, to uh, 10-1 and in 2021. Next, we got the Big Swole. Uh, so good to see her back. She's, uh, she's, uh, she's been racking up some wins recently since she's been back. Uh, really missed her. Really missed her. She, uh, she was out. We learned recently that she was out two months with Crohn's, uh, health issues. So she's, uh, she's got that under control. She's back. She looks healthy. She looks primed and ready to go. Um, she really is an important part of this women's division. So um, I, I I can't say enough about how good this women's division really has looked recently. You know, you had that you had that match between Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa. Everybody's talking about it. Big swells back. You had the return of Chris Statlander. You got uh, Nyla Rose. You got uh, Abaddon, hell of a character. Uh, among many others, you know, Bunny's back. So um, this is this is absolutely. And I've said this before, but I'll keep repeating it if I have to. The um, see, oh, Mark says, unfortunately, Crohn's can never be under control. Sadly, oh, okay. Well, it's, it seems like she's better than she was the last few months. If I can say that, I don't know what the term, if remission's a term for that, or I I don't know, but I have heard horrible things about it. I've known a few people that had Crohn's. I just don't know much about it. So, um, yeah, Anna Anna J will be later. It'll be back later in the year, hopefully, yeah. So, excuse me, my goodness. That's a popcorn earlier. It's just destroying me tonight. Thought popcorn would be a great snack to have while watching some AEW. Apparently that was a bad choice. <clears throat> All right. Uh, Big Swole versus Jasmine Allure. And Jasmine Allure looked okay. It said she's only been in, um, this is like her first year of training. And um, to be in your first year and to be put 
in a position like this is pretty special. So they must really see something in her. Um, but uh, but Big Swole makes short work of her, taking her uh, five and zero, turning it into six and zero. After she puts Jasmine Allure in uh, Texas Cloverleaf, but Jasmine Allure certainly is going to be one that I'm going to keep an eye on in the future, uh, win or lose, because she's getting trained by uh, Thunder Rosa, Rodney Mack, and Jazz. So that's nothing to sneeze at right there, folks. That is impressive. You got trainers like that. You got coaches and whatever you want to call, you know, like that. That's uh, that's pretty special. Now we got uh, Vary uh, Morales versus Michael. Michael, Michael Nakazawa. I just really screwed that up, didn't I? Isn't it Naka, Naka, Nakazawa? I forget. He hasn't done that in a while. He's really changed things up. He used to do the whole slip and slide with the baby oil stuff all over his body. And then, uh, and I think that uh, that that uh, that hiccup with the debut of uh, Matt Seidel really uh, put the kibosh on him, you know, because he came out there with the baby oil and he put it all over the turnbuckle and really fucked things up for Matt. So <laughs> now he comes out in his, um, uh, I don't know what you call it, backstage gear, his professional gear that he's just, you know, his 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 AEW polo, his khakis, he has his uh, laptop, he has his his headset, complete with mic and whatever long cord was like dangling from his body throughout majority of the match. So it's still a comedy act, but it's a darker comedy act. It's he's a heel now because he's tied with. The wrestling god Kenny Omega. Um, so uh, Vary Morales had to deal with all this uh, craziness. So it was it was a fun match. It was some comedy in the midst of all this, uh, you know, squash matches and other matches going on here on uh, Dark Elevation. But Michael Nakazawa uh, comes out with a win. Um. Uh, one move I got to talk about here that I've never seen this before. Apparently this is something new he's doing or he's done this before. I They called this the hentai slide. And basically he had Vary Morales on the top rope where he's crotched and he's sitting on it. And he took Vary Morales from one end of the rope, one end, one end of the ring to the other side of the ring and just slid him across the rope which looked insanely painful i've i've gotten rope burned before on my hands when i was much much younger i can't imagine getting ring rope burn down there i just no just no 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 <clears throat> that sounds crippling i'd be like nope Time out. I'm, I'm, I'm done. <clears throat> Critical Sting says, I'm sorry. The what slide? The hentai slide. Hentai. <clears throat> Some Japanese thing, I guess. I don't know. <clears throat> and then he beat him with this slam. It looked like these, uh, no, Zach Bonifer, not the bone burn. I'm pretty sure that's not, no, uh, that, that's horrible too. Um, so apparently this slam move was inspired by, uh, Kenny Omega and Don Callis. I called it the 69 slam because it basically looked like he had him, like ready for a tombstone pile driver, but then just kind of fell forward into a, you know, slamming him, but then looked like he was 69ing him with his head buried between the other guy's legs. Um, 
like like I said, more comedy. Uh, <laughs> Critical Sting says, you do know what hentai is. Nah. And no, I don't. No, I, I do not. <laughs> Mr. Fretz, a, a bro Derek. Yes, it is. It's a bro Derek, except not as kinky. <laughs> Or excuse me, let me rephrase that. It's a bro Derek, but much more kinky. <laughs> Anyways, um, yes, thank you. That's a perfect comparison. Just different. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> coming soon to the peacock. Yeah, exactly. All right. So, yeah, Michael Nakazawa with a win um, for a little comedy relief. Then we have what is just, 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 just a painful mash. And I didn't call this one a squish because there was a little bit of back and forth here. But the beginning was hilarious. Uh, uh, we have Lance Storm versus uh, Baron Black. And... The entrance of Lance Archer was dragging out his opponent, just literally dragging him out by his hair and his neck or whatever, uh, dragging Baron Black out and literally throwing him into the ring. And that's how the match started. Uh <laughs> Lance... Lance, did I say Lance Storm? Lance Archer. Dear God. See, I knew it was too late to go live. Um, Lance Archer. <laughs> Dear God. Um, just completely wiped the mat with Baron Black. He beat him in this squash match with a blackout. And then there was some short promos. Uh, from uh, Jake Roberts talking, uh, addressing Sting. He's like, you know, no one's inviting us to anything, so we're just going to invite ourselves. Because Sting gets all this time for his promos, and Darby Allen gets all these times for his promos. No one's asking us for promo time, so we're just taking it. And then uh, Lance Archer... <clears throat> followed that up with a short promo of his own. I just love this team of these two. Very they're they're keeping it simple. <clears throat> and that's what's good about this. You know, they're not coming out and doing 15 minute promos. You don't have to. <clears throat> Keep it short and sweet to the point. Five minutes. Boom. We don't like you. Here's why we don't like you. And someday, when given the opportunity, we're going to kick your ass. That's all I got to do, right? Next, we got Tessa Price versus Rizo, excuse me, Rio Mizunami. Oh, that's the first time I botched that name up. <clears throat> it's not the first time tonight. Won't be the last. Because God knows I just talked about Lance Storm and it wasn't Lance Storm. Tessa Price versus Rio Mizunami. There we go. A uh, little comedy in here as uh, Rio does in her matches. Because she's very... Um, she's very expressive. She's very charismatic in the ring. You know, <clears throat> playing off the crowd a lot. Tessa Price, though, uh, I, I, I've probably seen her in a dark match before. I just don't remember her. My apologies. But this isn't another girl to keep an eye out for. So this isn't a girl that just does a little offense here and there and then takes a pin. No. Tessa, Tessa Price is showing what I consider to be real signs of growth in the ring. 
she's showing uh, some decent charisma, like out of nowhere, just all of a sudden, like screaming, like, whoa, what's, <laughs> what's this girl doing? Um, some, uh, some real, some real heel stuff here from Tasha Price. And she doesn't look like a heel, but once you get to see her in the ring for a while, uh, you realize that she's, uh, she, she can be pretty nasty what she's doing here. So she had a pretty, uh, it was short, but a pretty good match here with, uh, Rio Mizunami. Uh, Rio beats her with a spear. Uh, but Tasha Price is going to be one I'm definitely going to be keeping an eye on <clears throat> in the future as well. Um, now we got, now here's, here's where we really start getting fun here in this show. We got Colt Boom Boom Cabana versus the Platinum Max Caster. <clears throat> Max Caster coming out with Bowens and cuts a lovely little rap you will on uh cold cabana cold cold cabana's not feeling it goes in the back and they're like what's what's cold doing what's he, he what, taking a bathroom break where's he going he goes in the back and drags evil uno out with him to even the odds but to no avail it doesn't help because bowens and caster are just too damn good. Um, I'm going to call this one an upset, folks. Matt, uh, Max Caster comes off with a win here. And uh, just just add that to his wins. So, uh, I'm, and I've, I've talked about Max Caster a lot recently. Now, I love me some Coke Cabana. You know, he's an old school favorite. And I really feel like his presence is... Uh, respected and needed in the dark order as a, you know, a veteran in-ring presence. But um, it, it certainly fits now more that uh, the group is, you know, a bunch of baby faces. Cause I never really thought much of Colt Cabana as a heel, but I've seen him play a heel before. It's rare, but I've seen it. But Max Caster is something special. He, he and he and Bowens, once he gets healthy again, are really going to be a force to be reckoned with in this um, in this tag team division. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. <clears throat> now we got the HFO, the Hardy family office. What is it? Holy fucking onions? No. Hardy? I forget. Matt Hardy and his posse. <laughs> we got the Butcher and the Blade and Private Party versus uh, Adam Priest, Ryzen, D3, and Alabama. Alabama, Alabama's finest luchador talent, Fuego del Sol. Oh my God! Um, this is pretty much a squash match because I don't even think uh, half of the other team made it into the ring. Uh, I think Fuego del Sol ate the pin. And uh, a D3 took most of the beating in this one. Now, apparently his claim to fame, I don't know if this is much of a claim to fame, especially here in the States, maybe internationally. I don't know. Apparently he was on the Big Brother, the, the version of Big Brother over in Italy. Was that a thing? Or is that? Is that fake? I don't know. That's what they said on commentary. Do they have versions of Big Brother internationally like we do here in the States? I don't watch that much reality television. And I, I never watched Big Brother before, but I know there was there was a lot of uh a lot of seasons of uh Big Brother. 
fact, uh, Luchasaurus was uh, on there, and I think that was part of his claim to fame way, way back in the day. Um, but yeah, Butcher and the Blade and Private Party squash these guys. Poor Fuego del Sol. He's, he's trying so hard to do that uh, tornado DDT. He's gonna, he's gonna do it someday. He's gonna do it someday, and when he does, it may. It just may break the internet. You watch. Johnny Impact was on there. No, I think he was on something else. Wait, was he? There was some kind of like competition that he was on like a couple of years ago. I don't know if it was Big Brother. Maybe it was Big Brother. It was, it was like some alternative version of like one of the main reality shows out there. Big Brother is a UK show originally. Oh, I did not know that. Oh, yeah, Survivor. That's what it was. Thank you, Critical Sting. Yeah, it was some version of Survivor Series. I mean, not Survivor Series. That's something completely different. Anyways, we're getting off track. All right. Then they have uh, what I think is a new portion of the show called um, Showcase. At least I think they're called Showcase. I'm going to check. Showcase hosted by Paul White. And he sits down with talents from AEW, just talks to him for about five minutes. You get to know him a little bit. No, I didn't know this. Now he was he he goes way back to a teenager uh as a tag team with um with uh Alex Reynolds. I did not know that that he was tagging with him that long. And they were called the Beaver Boys or something. If if I heard that correctly. Um <laughs> Oh, Mark, you're so goofy. <laughs> Big brother, survivor, whatever. <laughs> Gotta love it. Um, so, yeah, I didn't know that about uh, John Silver because I, I, I haven't seen a lot of his stuff before AEW because the only thing I saw of that tag team was was actually not John at all. It was Alex and when he was teaming up with uh, MJF in House of Hardcore. Tommy Dreamer's company. So, um, so yeah, I, and I thought, so I thought John Silver and Alex Reynolds was, you know, pretty, pretty recent as far as becoming a tag team, like the last few years, but no, apparently they've been around since John Silver said he was 110 pounds or something. I was like, Oh my God, <laughs> they showed some old pictures of him. I was like, geez, Louise. He put on like a hundred pounds of muscle or something. My God. Crazy. Eh? Can't even imagine being 110 pounds. Um, I, I would love to lose half of that, but anyways, enough about myself and being fat. Uh, so nice little interview hosted by Paul white with, uh, John silver. Nice to get to know a little more about him. And Next, we got Matt Hardy versus number five, uh, Alan Angel of the uh, uh, Angels, excuse me, um, of the Dark Order. Now, something really interesting here from Matt. Now, he's he's pretty much always had the same, uh, you know, in-ring, uh, you know, go-to, Signature moves, finishers, twist of fate, whatever. You know, he just he might have called things differently depending on what company he was in or whatever. I believe he called it to twist to hate at one point or whatever. But uh still all pretty much the same moves. Now I think this is the first time I could be mistaken. Um he used a submission to um to be number five here and it's called the leech which i thought was hilarious 
because <laughs> he leeches off of everyone else, takes 30% of their pay. Uh, <laughs> so, so, yeah, interesting. I don't think he's ever used that before. I, at least I don't see that. Maybe it's something he used to use a while back. Um, Mark says, is this really what they have planned for Paul White at this stage? Well, I mean, he just got in. He is going to be wrestling this and they're, and they're, they're trying out different things with him. You know, this is all, this is all new. And I, I actually think he's doing really good with Tony. I, I like the way they work back and forth. I really do. Um, it's like, it's almost like they've been working together for years to, to me, it, it almost feels that smooth, but there's some comedy thrown in there. They have a good time. I, I think he's pretty good. I'm not going to call Paul White on commentary the best thing since white bread, but given the situation, I think it's pretty damn good. Of course, it's all edited, but still, I think it's all right. Um, I mean, put it this way. It, it, given Paul's career, given Paul White's career, I really don't have to see him in the ring anymore. If he does do, you know, a few feature matches or exhibitions or whatever you want to call them in AEW, it's fine. Maybe against some bigger guys or David and Goliath, like he's done before. Um, that whatever. But um, I feel like he doesn't have anything else to prove. You know, he's he's been wrestling for how many years, 20 plus years, whatever it's been. Um, I, I don't have to see anything else from him. You know, it's, if, if this is how he's going to con contribute and helping put over the next generation, hey, and this is how you do it and how he could probably do it best by um, helping out a commentary. I'm, I'm fine with that. Uh, and he could put over the next generation in the ring every once in a while, you know. So, so yeah, or maybe he'll, uh, you know, maybe, maybe a match with Sting. That's about all I'd really want to see out of it, you know, Sting or, um, Lance Archer or something, you know, it's just something classic or some new big guy. I don't know. <clears throat> yeah. Tony Khan says he'll, he'll be in the ring, but I don't think it's the, um, it's it's not the main thing they were going for with him, you know, because because I think Paul is probably in some of the best health that he's been in with the weight loss he's had over the last handful of years. He just wasn't given a lot of opportunities up north to show it off. And he had a few injuries here and there. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. <clears throat> <laughs> oh, I don't think he's only going to be on YouTube. No, no. But when the time is right, they'll start out something else. They'll they'll do something else with them. They're just taking baby steps with them. It's all right. Be patient, folks. Be patient. No, I know you're not hating on them. <laughs> Did I get a little long-winded on Paul White there? All right, we, we continue. Um, so, yeah, Matt Hardy beats number five with the leech. And uh, then he cuts a promo saying he's coming after the Dark Order. And, uh, and Darby Allen, he's going to take out the Dark Order one by one. Now, on to the main event. This one was a lot of fun. I really love watching... Uh, the Seidel brothers work together. I feel like as, you know, a brother tag team, they're really, uh, they really do well. I'm, I'm glad they put these two together because I hadn't seen Mike Seidel in years. Last time I saw him was in a Ring of Honor dark match in Milwaukee at a, <laughs> at a, at a house show. So, um, but yeah, I don't know where he's been. Uh, not a knock on him. I just haven't, you know, 
seen his stuff. Very similar to his to his brothers, you know, high flying action. Um, but they went up against a new tag team. Now this is interesting. I want to get your guys' thoughts on this. Pro or con, whatever. This is kind of out of the blue, kind of a surprise. But um, I'm gonna reserve judgment for later. I'm I I'm I'm digging it so far. I'm just kind of surprised by it. We got a new tag team here. We got Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky. Now I gotta say, they did say that when they were coming down to the ring, doing their entrance and the, you know, you know when they're fanfare to the crowd, whatever. Um, they did say that both these guys are former tag team champions. So that's a nice little nod towards uh, Ethan Page's, you know, championship reign and impact wrestling. It's nice to see. Um, yeah, see, Oreo is a fan of Ethan Page as well. Josh, Damn cat. I'm surprised she's been good this long. But anyways, um, <laughs> RK says, well, they do need more tag teams, JK. Yeah, I know. That's kind of what I was thinking when I saw these two together. Because they seemed like they were really, number one, I thought Scorpio Sky was really breaking out and doing, you know, something special as a singles competitor. It's kind of stepping away from SCU, you know, new, new heel persona and then with the inception of ethan page in this brand i really thought that um he was going to shine as a single star as well i was really looking forward to that but now we saw we see them getting thrown together as a tag team so i was kind of like really it's it's interesting um but we'll we'll see, we'll we'll see what what happens. I'm uh I'm okay with it. it. It seems like they work well together. I mean, they got a win here against brothers who, in a sense, should have whooped their ass. I don't I don't know, I don't know. Uh, but apparently, Oreo is very upset by the win. Uh, <laughs> Jeez, Louise. I don't know where she is. She ended up in the ceiling. My God, where is this cat going? She's all over the place lately. So, um, but yeah, let me know your opinions. No right, no wrong. I'm just just curious, you know. But uh, I'm I'm digging it. I, I think they work well so far. Like you know, they got a win. So we'll we'll see how it goes. They're two charismatic guys that know how to. Uh, they're, they're good on the mic too, and certainly good in the ring. So we'll see. They even said uh, they could certainly have some uh, tag team gold in their future. They look so good. That's what commentary said. So, so that's it for tonight's show, folks. Uh, some AEW Dark Elevation episode number four. Um, I'm liking this. I'm liking this. I, I enjoy listening to the commentary stylings of Tony Schiavone and one Paul White. And I like, I like the marquee matches that they're using, you know, some up-and-coming talent against each other. And then they've got the, the, the student talent in there as well, learning from, like, the mid-card or upper-card guys. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a nice mix, you know. It's, I'm not jumping up and down about it, but it's something different. And in my opinion, it's better than what I'd be seeing three hours of somewhere else on Monday nights. So for now, you know, until I get sick of it, this is what I'm going to be doing. You know, and I'll throw in some news too, just to kind of even things out, keep it interesting. Try to at least. So uh, much love, everyone. Thank you for watching and or listening. Uh, don't forget all the social links are in the description below the face botch, the instanec, and that good old Twitter box. And for your bone on the go, anchor.fm forward slash 
smash this podcast. It's on Spotify. It's on Apple. It's on Google. It's on um, all sort of, yeah. See, Oreo loves listening to smash this podcast as well <laughs> on anchor.fm forward slash smash this podcast. Uh, there is merch link in the description. Go check out some hot STP merch. Help support the brand. There is also a support button on the anchor.fm site. You can help support the brand for less than a dollar a month. So if you choose to do so, certainly appreciate it. And as we get out of here, don't forget to smash that like button, smash that sub button, and ring that bell for notifications. So that you know when more of my content hits your screen. We'll see you tomorrow, Tuesday night, for the throwback over that other little podcast called Total Nonstop Impact. We'll see you later, folks. Good night.